Alright, welcome back. Week 2 of another betting podcast with your host, Nick Wojcik. Last week was, um, just to kind of recap, it was, uh, it was a bloodbath. I'll just put it that way. Uh, Saturday when I recorded this was for all. I make these podcasts, it's going to be for Saturday. Saturdays only, just with probably my weekend schedule. So, yeah, just recorded everything for Saturday, and it went... Two and eight. It was a terrible, terrible start. Terrible Saturday. Just couldn't hit anything. Had West Virginia, which was absolutely awful. Bowling Green lost by the hook. I mean, just every which way. Colorado State got blown out to Lane, blew out South Alabama. Just couldn't, couldn't really just get anything going on Saturday. So, you know, it's, it's always there's this week. Going into Saturday, we were three and two. Had a nice Thursday, had a nice Friday, and then had, had Northwestern on Sunday. That's, that was awful. Had Florida State, and I had Duke Clemson under. So we we did end the week on a little little winning streak there, which was much needed. Get a little confidence going heading into this weekend. But we're putting it behind us. We're putting it in the past. Let's get right into it with this upcoming week. We are going to start... My app loads. We're going to start with Notre Dame and NC State. This game is at 11 a.m. at NC State's. Notre Dame is a 7.5 point favorite over under right now, sitting at 15.5. Notre Dame, the last two weeks, has looked very good. We all saw them blow out Navy over in Dublin last week, and then, I'm sorry, two weeks ago, and then. Last week for week one, they played Tennessee State. They went 56-3. They've only allowed six points. They're outscoring opponents 98-6. to Now when you play Navy, Tennessee State, that's kind of what the expectation is. So, you know, definitely a lot of public narrative around maybe Notre Dame is back. Maybe they're going to be actually better than what people expected. NC State last week, they beat UConn 24-14. Not a great performance. They didn't cover the spread of 14.5. UConn is supposed to be better this year, but... You know, coming into this week, this is kind of the bigger game. They might have been playing very vanilla uh, offense. They don't really want to show anything heading into Notre Dame. They just want to get out with a win, keep it moving. Uh, right now, I did take NC State, North Carolina State, plus 7.5. I just think they'll be able to hang around this number. This will be a good test for Sam Hartman and that new offense. NC State, I know last year, that was the hype team. They kind of underperformed, but I like what NC State has overall just this year, and it's kind of more so fitting on the hype and just that week zero win over Navy. I think it might be a little, a wee bit inflated. I would like to know what this line would have been, you know, heading like a game of the year line. I'm sure they had it. I don't know what it was off the top of my head, but I would like to know. But I am on NC State plus 7.5 this week, just kind of fading that Notre Dame narrative, especially going on the road too. Uh, My next one, another 11 a.m. game. Purdue at Virginia Tech. Right now, Virginia Tech is a three-point home favorite. Over/under sitting around 48. Depending on where you're looking, it could be as low as 47 and a half, as high as 48 and a half. But let's just call it 48 for the sake of this. Last week, Purdue loses at home to Fresno State. We're on that under, and that thing <laughs> that thing flew over in the first like two and a half quarters. By the third quarter, it was over. I was like, well, fuck me. You know, it was just one of those things where you, you shoot for an under, you think both offenses start slow, you think the defense is going to prevail, just completely didn't happen. Virginia Tech, on the other hand, is going up against Old Dominion. 
Uh, Virginia Tech did cover the spread. They won 36-17. And you might hear Stella in the background squeaking her toy. So we have a guest appearance. But back to Virginia Tech. Old Dominion. If I was on Virginia Tech last week too, that was another game. So these are two teams that are playing that we were on last week. And just I'm happy that Virginia Tech covered. It was one of my two wins that I had. So thank God. But overall, just kind of watching that game and watching it play out, it just didn't really feel like it didn't really feel like Virginia Tech was ever really in the driver's seat. It was kind of back and forth. It kind of hung around. Yes, they ended up pulling away late. But just kind of looking at some of these numbers that Virginia Tech had, you know, yes, they still had 368 yards of offense. It's not bad. But, like, Old Dominion almost put up 300 yards of offense on their own. Old Dominion ran for 201 rushing yards against Virginia Tech, which is kind of scary to think about going up against Purdue in this newly-led offense. Virginia Tech also benefited from three turnovers from Old Dominion. I mean, yes, you're going to get that, but still, overall, it does kind of concern me. So I'm going to back Purdue coming off that home win. I will take them on the road at in Blacksburg at Purdue plus three. I think it's a good, good bounce-back spot. Also going into the season, I wasn't really a huge fan of Virginia Tech either, so I don't. I personally don't think they should be minus three in this game. I think Purdue, I don't know if Purdue should be favored. It's probably a little too extreme, but it definitely shouldn't be up to three, so I'll take Purdue plus three in this one. Next game, the probably the, arguably the game, it might be the game of the weekend. There's a lot of great games, but Nebraska-Colorado, just the narrative, narrative game of the year. Colorado coming in right now looking at two and a half threes across the board, over-under sitting at 59 I mean, there right now there is reports saying that Colorado is seeing more money than some NFL teams are this weekend. Like that's just the Deion Sanders narrative. What he has going on with Colorado after that huge win over TCU last week? It's pretty. It really is. It's you know, it's just it's just insane. Like there's no no other way to put it. Like I just said, Colorado coming off huge win, 45-42 over TCU last week, and the Nebraska on Thursday night just choking it away against Minnesota. They lose 13 to 10. They had the game. They have four turnovers. They just can't put it away. Just classic Minnesota fashion. And now they go on the road to Colorado, who's coming off one of the biggest wins, arguably in that program's history, with Deion Sanders. Just the hype that's going around and the narrative that's going around this week, which is why we're taking Nebraska. Yes, we're taking Nebraska plus three. The look ahead line in this game was Nebraska minus nine. And it's now flipped to Colorado minus two and a half, minus three, and where are you looking? It's a 12-point swing in one week, which is insane. I think that's the largest swing I've seen since I've started betting over the last six years. I mean, the game even opened up at Colorado minus five. It got quickly bet down to three, and that's kind of where the market has been sitting. Three and a half has been popping, but I just think just, the again, the narrative. We're going off the narrative again. It just is... Is Colorado worth a 12-point adjustment in one week? Like it's just—it's absolutely crazy to think that it goes from nine and a half point dogs to three-point favorites. I get like they definitely deserve an upgrade. Like don't get me wrong, like they have guys. Like it's just insane like what they were able to do. But again, it's just one week, one game. Was it just one of these things? They just almost like their Super Bowl coming into the FBS level. But I just, I just think it's too much. I think it's a bit of an overreaction. Hey, I'll I'll be the idiot that takes Nebraska plus three and then look like an idiot about 2.30 on Saturday. But I just think it's too big of an adjustment. If you told me this game was going to be a pick, it would make more sense. I'd probably take Colorado. But like just three points, in my opinion, is just too much. So give me Nebraska. Give me the points. And then give me the fucking clown makeup. <laughs> 
come like 230 because I what could possibly go wrong that's what that's all I'm saying is what could possibly go wrong Saturday over in Boulder um, my next one's actually we're gonna do a couple here we're gonna do a couple rapid fire I can't take credit for finding this trend but I do like it uh, Ken Barkley over at you better you bet I follow him he has gone on and talked about teams in their first game of the season losing by 17 or more to unranked teams. It's a trend that he's been tracking for the last 10 years. Teams that have lost to unranked teams by 17 or more in their second game, they are 35 and 60 against the spread since 2012. So it's just pretty, it's pretty crazy to think like if you get blown out week one, people think, oh, it's a bounce back spot week two. Like it's not always the case and it's clearly has not been. So there's a few teams that we could back this week. I'll kind of go through the list of teams that lost by 17 or more uh, this past week, and those teams are Central Michigan, Old Dominion, Northwestern, Clemson, Miami, Ohio, Ball State, Louisiana Tech, South Florida, North Texas. Now, all these teams are not playing Division I schools, or FBS schools, I should say, so I would avoid some of these. But some of the games that we have is, you know, Northwestern is a one-and-a-half-point underdog at home to UTEP. Louisiana minus five, minus five-and-a-half versus Old Dominion. Miami, Ohio at UMass, which UMass is plus seven. Miami, Ohio is favorite at minus seven. Georgia minus 41-and-a-half against Ball State. FIU, 13-and-a-half-point dogs versus North Texas. And then also to Kent State's Arkansas. I believe Arkansas is about a 37-and-a-half-point favorite. So that's just kind of a trend to think of, something to think week one going into week two. Some people think bounce back spots uh, in college football. That is not the case. We are back in some of those. We're, we're just going to go rapid fire through those. I'm taking Georgia minus 41.5. Again, just part of that trend. Ball State losing losing week one to Kentucky 44-14. to They lose by 30. Now they go, <laughs> go to Kentucky to Georgia back-to-back weeks, which is going to be insane. So we're taking... Georgia minus 41. I'd say minus 42 or better in that one. I think the fear is like Georgia can win this game by 70 if they wanted to. It's just will they? And just based off this trend, I think they they can definitely get over 42, cover the 42. UMass plus 7 against Miami, Ohio. They are home. Week 0, we saw UMass go on the road for the first time since I think like 2017, 2018, where they won a road game against New Mexico State. They won 41-30. Following week, they go to Auburn. They get their doors blown off 59-14. to It's absolutely trucking. If that was their first game, this would also be part of the trend, but they played Week 0, they won Week 0, so they showed they can win. Miami last Thursday, they go, I'm sorry, last, yeah, last Thursday, they go up against uh, the University of Miami. Miami versus Miami. They lose 38-3. to They lose by 35, so they kind of are eligible for the 17-point trend. I like UMass at home at plus 7 just based off of that. It's just that Miami, Ohio might not be the best this year. UMass has, they're not great, but they are better. They do have some FPS guys, so I do think they can hang around plus 7. Kent State at Arkansas. We're taking Arkansas minus 37.5. Kent State might be one of the worst teams in college football this year. Like They're going to be bad. They lost to... UCF on Thursday, 56-6. They lose by 50 on the road. Then they go to Arkansas. And kind of similar to Georgia, I think Arkansas can definitely cover this number. It's pretty big, and it does scare me. The question is, will they keep kind of pushing, or will they be able to get up enough in the first half where, you know, even even the second stringers can at least try and cover the number come out second half? Because after Kent State, they do have BYU, LSU, Texas A&M back-to-back-to-back weeks. So it is a little bit of a tougher slate. I can definitely see... 
Uh, Arkansas just kind of calling off the dogs once they get a nice healthy lead. But we are going to lay the 37.5. It is big. Don't be scared of it. We're doing it. And then the last one we are taking is Louisiana Lafayette, the Raging Cajuns at Old Dominion. Uh, I know I just talked about Virginia Tech probably shouldn't have covered. Old Dominion probably should have covered that game. But Old Dominion, I think, is also going to be one of the worst teams in the country this year as well. They technically fall under the 17-point trend. Although they, you can make an argument that they should have covered. I don't know if should have covered would be the thing. But I just think... I just think for this five, five and a half is just too low. I would get on it now before the number starts moving. I think they're going to be able to score. They're going to be able to win by a touchdown at Old Dominion. I just don't think anything of this team. So that was, that was a little rapid fire. That's going to be a little midday. So you have a big three, big 11 a.m. slate. And then for me, at least personally, I have my kind of 2.30 to 5 o'clock trend that I have gone. And then we're going to get into the nightcap. First one in the nightcap at 6 p.m. Saturday, Texas at Alabama. Again, another premier game of the week. Texas last week kind of, I shouldn't say struggling, but going up against Rice in week one. They went 37 to 10. They don't cover the spread. And then Alabama just trucking middle Tennessee 56 to 7. So not really much there. My first thought when I looked at this was like, I'm definitely going to back Texas. And then the line came out and it was, Texas plus seven, and part of me was just like this line doesn't make sense to me. It's almost like it's too many points to give Texas for the all the hype this offseason. The Texas is back. The Texas can make the college football playoff. The whole narrative, and it just on the flip side, you have Alabama. The narrative is this team's done, and you know it's just last year they they struggled. They're coming into this year, no one's really talking about them. They have questions at quarterback, even though Jalen Milrow threw for five total touchdowns, or I shouldn't say threw for five, but had five total touchdowns against Middle Tennessee. Again, just kind of going off narrative, just kind of fading the narrative of Alabama just being bad. I shouldn't say being bad, but not being old school Alabama and Texas being old school Texas, which I think is interesting. So crazy enough, I'm going against my original guts. And going, laying the points of Alabama. Give me Alabama minus seven. Give me the Jalen Milrow coming out party. I will take it. Again, I might be a sucker for taking Nebraska and Alabama this week. But we're going to do it. Next game, Oregon at Texas Tech. Right now, the line is sitting at uh, Oregon minus six, minus six and a half, depending on where you're looking. Over under 69. Very nice. I'm liking Texas Tech in this game. Last week, Oregon, we didn't really get much out of Oregon. They played Portland State. They went 81-7, to so you really can't talk about that game as anything. However, Texas Tech losing to Wyoming in double overtime is a thing. It's pretty crazy. I believe if you look at Texas's post-game win expectancy after the game, they, their post-game win expectancy was like 91%, something crazy like that. I'm trying to pull up the stats from last week, but of course, it's not loading right now, but Texas Tech outgained Wyoming by about 100 yards. It's just they got up, and then they just let Wyoming back in the game. And before you know it, they you know they lose in double OT. Again, I mean, Wyoming was on – we were on Wyoming last week, and it was because Texas Tech going into Laramie in elevation with Oregon on deck. You kind of thought it would be a little bit of a sleepy spot. And I don't know if it was sleepy. I just think Texas Tech kind of just gave the game away. Coming home now against Oregon, I do like Texas Tech. At, if I – don't know if we're going to see seven. It might be off the board, but I still like him at six and a half, even down to six. I know it feels ugly, 
but I do think that they can stay within the number. I think after last week's loss to Wyoming, I do think they are able to regroup. I do think this team is still going to be good. I think it's going to be an old-school Texas Tech team. I think this offense is going to be flying, and they should be able to hang around at home Saturday night against Oregon. And then the last game, the last game of the Knights, we have Arizona at Mississippi State. Right now, Mississippi State is a 9.5 point favorite, over-under sitting at 60. I am going to take Arizona in this one at plus 9.5. There are still 9.5s on the board. I was on Arizona last year, and I felt like an idiot for taking them at home because it was just a year away. Um, as much as I hate to say it, I do think, as RAP Mike Leach, I think this season is going to have a huge effect on this Mississippi State team and what they want to do. I just think it's too much to kind of overcome. Although I think Miss. I don't even think Mississippi State can make a bowl. I mean, they can make a bowl. I just don't know how likely it is because I believe their total is, win total is sitting around six. This is their first true test. I mean, last week Mississippi State beats up on southeast Louisiana. They went 48-7, to so you don't really know much. And then Arizona wins, I guess, comfortably against northern Arizona at 38-3. to So, again, like bowl teams, you don't really know. I do think Arizona can hang within 10 points of Mississippi State. And I just, you know, to me, I just think it's that thing where we gotta, we gotta take them, we gotta take them, we gotta back them. So give me the dog on the road at Mississippi State. I just think this is a game where they can hang around. Arizona has a little bit higher upside. Mississippi State is kind of on, I shouldn't say on the downward, but it just looks like it's gonna be a down season. So give me the dog, and that. Just kind of recapping the card real quick. Yeah, NC State plus seven and a half, Purdue plus three, Nebraska plus three, Georgia minus forty-one and a half, UMass plus seven, Arkansas minus thirty-seven and a half, Louisiana Lafayette minus five and a half, Alabama minus seven, Texas Tech plus seven, Arizona plus nine and a half. So that's all I got. Let's hope for a better weekend. Last weekend was brutal, but it's time to bounce back. It's time to make some money. So let's get back on track. So good luck this weekend. Hope you tail. If you fade, you fade. I hope you get tailed. Let's make some money. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you all next week.